What's up, Drop Pod listeners? You can check out new episodes of the Drop Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find all of our content on YouTube at the Drop Golf Podcast and on our socials. That's Instagram and Twitter at the Drop underscore pod. No matter how you consume us, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Follow and listen along. This episode is presented by All County Exteriors. All County Exteriors is a third generation, premier exterior home remodeling company celebrating over 40 years in business in a remodeling world where the average remodeling company only survives in business for only five years, All County Exteriors has stood the test of time, providing their customers with top quality roofing, siding, windows, and doors. They service homeowners and builders with anything from small repairs to large additions. All County Exteriors is not just limited to construction. They have a deep passion for giving back to their community and are charitable supporters of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, American Cancer Society, Rooster Troops, and Parents of Autistic Children. If you have planned to do any exterior modeling, call the experts at All County Exteriors for a free, no-obligation estimate for your project. Just call 732-370-2780 or email them at info at allcountyonline.com. That's 732-370-2780 for All County Exteriors for all your remodeling needs. This is the Drop Podcast where we talk golfing in the Garden State. I'm Mike Poro, and this is Ryan Coolot. What's going on, Drop Pod people? How we doing this week? Uh, Mike and I got a big week. We got a lot of stuff we want to talk about. Um, Mike, uh, another, uh, again, we say it all the time, but just excited to be here again. Let's let's talk some golf this week. Uh, yesterday was the, well, today, the 7th of February is coming out episode 70. Whew. Again, you know, as these numbers keep rising, I said it for like a random number. I think it was episode 67, but again, episode 70, we're, we're rolling. Um, it's been, it's been fun. Let's, uh, let's keep it up here. Full steam ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, so that's today, Wednesday, uh, February 7th. Yesterday, go back to our YouTube channel. Uh, episode 8 of TPI Tuesdays came out on uh, February 6th, yesterday. Uh, it, it's kind of, Mike, I had to pull up a calendar because it's it's weird to think about because we're recording not on the 7th. So it's to think about like, in the future i got to think about past days that still haven't happened yet it's kind of interesting become a part-time psychic exactly yeah so uh tuesday tpi tuesday episode eight came out yesterday if you didn't check it out uh again go over to our youtube page and and check out what dr mike and i got cooking over there uh we put the post on instagram but um send you to gonna send you to our youtube page because it's it's uh it's long form it's a long form video it's not one of those short ones for uh, for Instagram. So go check it out there. Uh, Mike, I put out a Ryan's versus we played, I played the six hole at Tidewater last week. Uh, put that out on February 1st. Uh, so that's a week ago. So tomorrow, February 8th, we're going to take off, uh, this week, as we've said, we're going to kind of go every other week. So, um, got some stuff, got some stuff cooking there. So we're going to do, Take this week off. We'll put one out the 15th. We'll take the 22nd off. We'll put one out on the 29th, leap year this year. So 
February 29th will be another one. We'll skip the 7th, put one out the 14th. And then that's kind of the middle of March. We should really be rocking and rolling with uh, with maybe some more content. Um, but but I'm going to go through my Ryan's verses at Tidewater, and then we'll put out um, the three with me. I, I played three back-to-back-to-back holes at Tidewater and uh, and recorded them, and, and we'll put that out there. So that's in the works too. So make sure you're staying around. You know, Again, the YouTube, the Instagram page, uh, we got some stuff coming out that you're – that you're not going to want to miss there. Yeah, I mean, listen, I again, like I said before, I'm, I'm jealous at one point this winter you got to tee it up. <laughs> I enjoy watching them, and, and I love the comments. You know, I love one comment. Someone said, uh, you know, great read or something along the lines of one of your putts about great read, and, you know. It was an accident. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, <laughs> I, 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 I love the engagement because it just shows – it further shows that like people are enjoying what we're doing. Um, you know, obviously all the DMS I get, I, I greatly appreciate as well, but it's always fun when you post something like that, people are clearly watching it to the end and, and seeing kind of how you did. And, yeah. and I think that's the intriguing aspect of it. And I think, you know, if you remember back from, from a while ago, you and I kind of had some different ideologies on what we wanted to do with those. I kind of wanted my, my Ryan versus be a little more long form, so to speak. Um, but I, and you wanted the quick hitters. And, and I think the quick hitters are the way to go with those quick, you know, show every shot, try to keep it under a minute. And, um, and then the three with me be the long form kind of situation. Talk about the course, talk about the holes, be a little more, you know, be a little more of a storyteller, so to speak. Yeah. I, I think the retention rate kind of dictates that to me. And, and I think obviously me being a numbers guy and, and following the analytics, like you can see when people are starting to die off on it. And the objective really is for us, let, let's showcase the whole hole. Let's see all the shots because, you know, like, like to anything, if you make a birdie and you only watch the first two shots because it took, it, it took us 90 seconds to get through them because we're talking, it kind of defeats the purpose. You know, like I, I may click off that because I don't feel like listening to someone. So, you know, I, I do think the, the quick hitters, to your point, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and and again, going the other way, the three with me. If you're if you're searching for that, if you find that, you're looking for something more long form. So uh, yeah, I think we're again we're trying to find our niche, find, trying to find our our way through this, and um and I think we're, I think we're starting to get it. So yeah, I'm glad that I make you jealous that I got to play some golf, and uh, and hopefully we'll you know have a little bit mild winter and, and be able to get out there sooner, uh, and hopefully we won't be able to miss any any big stretches of time here with this yeah uh today's guest we have a absolute stud uh on today danny lewis is the uh new and and kind of breaking news here the new head pro at saint martin's of the philly cricket club out out in pennsylvania uh he's been an assistant pro at hollywood for the last however many years, five, six, four, five, six, five years. Um, and, and is just an absolute stud in the New Jersey section. He has, uh, he's won the assistant pro three times, uh, back to back to back. Um, so again, not a, not a small feat. Uh, Danny is a, is an absolute stud and, and we wish him best of luck. That's, that's really pretty recent that he got the head pros position there. So, um, so we, yeah, we, I don't want to say we we break it, but but we, well, I think we're the first to really talk about it. Pretty, yeah, you know, I don't, with some I don't depth think, there. So I don't think we break it. I think we announce it. Yeah, and, and I think we're the we're the people that get that word out to the masses. 
Um, and to Danny's point, he considered himself a late bloomer. You know, I, I jokingly said throughout the interview, hell, I know I'm 40, <laughs> but I guess I'm waiting to be my late bloomer because that dude says, you know, he didn't win much. And, and now all he frankly did in the, you know, New Jersey PGA was win. Again, he won the, he just came off another, you know, assistant player of the year for the NJ PGA. Um, and I think the one thing about the interview, and, and I always say interview, but I really feel like they're conversations with these guys Same that we thing, have on. Yeah. But the story he told about playing with, with former President Trump was kind of interesting. And, and again, I know politics can become a very dicey subject for a lot of us, whether you like him, you hate him, you're in the middle, you're indifferent, whatever the case is. Okay. Just the stories he was sharing about that scene, more or less, was, was really cool. So you got to stick around and listen to that. Yeah, it it really is a good story. And to to your point, Mike, again, you could there's some people in this country that can't put politics aside, but but for uh, I would say the masses, even if you don't like them, you can still set aside some politics and and kind of appreciate the the circus that that former President Trump would have around him and and kind of imagine what it's like being in Danny's shoes as he's going through his his story with playing with President Trump. So, really pretty uh Really pretty neat, pretty interesting there. So um, so that's our weekly schedule, kind of what we got going on. And, and now we're gonna get uh now we're gonna get some big news, guys. Yeah, so let Great. me let me yeah, let me I'll let you go, here, Mike. You're gonna start yeah, it. Because this was something I teased last week and you know, it wasn't a hundred percent finalized on, on a lot of on a lot of different things, but you know, I think like anything, the idea of what we talked about last week is the goal is our podcast evolving, taking the next step. And after now 69 episodes entering number 70, what better way and as a round number to announce is that, you know, the drop podcast has officially joined the golfer gang network. Now I know people may say, well, what is that? What is that going to entail? Is that going to change the product? Is that going to change how it sounds when it comes out? No. Nothing changes. It's still Ryan and I. It's still golfing in the Garden State. We're still focusing on highlighting all things here at home. What we end up doing is putting our podcast in a community of other golf-related podcasts. So the Golfer Gang Network is a brand new network of golf podcasts for the everyday golf fan. If you want the latest PGA Tour news, we've got you covered. If you want the latest golf in your area, the Golfer Gang Network has that too. The Golfer Gang Network was built to bring golf talk to the weekend golfer, the scratch golfer, the breakfast baller, the scramble player. It covers every different aspect of the game of golf. So listen, you got to be on the lookout. We'll be there promoting. They'll be there promoting. It's a Golfer Gang Network. It's going to have its own website. You're going to have areas to find all the feeds for your specific podcast that you're looking for. But also understand it's going to be a community of podcasts that is dedicated to diehard golfers like us looking to listen to different people, get different perspectives, perspectives. But just understand, this is just the beginning. So I'm excited about this new adventure. I'm excited about this new endeavor. And, and like anything, it comes with a little risk and a little, you know, some challenges. But I think from the beginning, Everything that's kind of coming our way, we found a way to overcome. Um, obstacles are going to be there in life regardless. But I think this is an opportunity for us that we couldn't bypass because it's going to get the podcast to more eyes, more ears, and it's just going to create an even bigger platform for us to express what we got going on here. 
Yeah, no doubt. And Mike, as you said, it's it's new. Um, and anything that's new, it's a, it's a little it's scary. It's exciting. It's it's you know, it's new for us. And when Mike and I, you know, started this, it was it was kind of like a like a hobby. And it's now grown into it's now grown into a business. And, and when we think, like, how do we want to grow our business? This is it. This is what we this is like the next step for our, you know, quote unquote business, so to speak. This is what we want to get into a place that's going to be, uh, you know, that's going to have it in one location, syndicate it to more people, get it to, to more ears. And that's, that's what we want. So yeah. And I think to be a part of it, you know, the golfer gang network. I'm very excited. And like anything, when you're in the ground level, it's going to take some time to build and grow. But I think what we have done in 70 now episodes with it just being you and I, there is not an operation of, uh, of people behind the scenes doing this. It's you and I handling every single editing, creating, developing, publishing. That goes on, plain and simple. And the idea that now we have a network of other people um, to kind of you know push ideas off or hop on their podcast to promote this or talk about like I like to say the analogy really is like you guys understand where barstool sports is. Let me phrase this. It's not Barstool Sports. It's not that big conglomerate of a media. No. But when you think about Barstool Sports, they have multiple different areas. They have football. They got basketball. They got comedy. They got golf. This network here, when it comes to golfer gang network, has that same thing, but all in the golf area environment arena. Like we're talking, you want to talk about New York. They got it. You want to talk about Pennsylvania. They got it. They got all these different things, and we are going to be the people when it comes to New Jersey, that if you're coming to this state, you're coming to us, we're going to be those people that are here to help serve and do what we can to, to make this product even better. And I'm, I'm beyond excited because like a lot of things, I think when I get passionate about something and I get fueled by it, I am all in and I can just foresee that this is a great um, relationship that, that will happen. Yeah. And, and Mike, I'm, I'm going to take a quick second. Uh, I, I know I don't, uh, I don't, always say it enough to you but you did uh, you know you did all the background work for this you did all the all the connecting all the mike's our dm guy anyone that's that's reached out to the podcast uh the only way you know it's me is if i put my initials after it otherwise you're talking to mike uh so mike's the mike's the the the, the digital voice of the podcast so uh mike you know great job setting it up doing all the legwork I, I really uh i hope you know i appreciate your, your all your hard work much appreciate it. even if it doesn't always seem like it listen, <laughs> ups and downs yeah comes, okay, listen it's it's never i think everybody always thinks like because it's like the instagram life you always put out the good stuff no one understands what goes on behind the scenes and it's not always roses it's not mm-hmm. there's going to be disagreements there's going to be arguments and there's going to be compromises and i think that's what comes down to it. and it's like finding what we think at the end of the day is the best thing for the podcast and after doing the homework and doing the research and having on county how many conversations i had with jeff about this this was the right decision and i'm excited for it so Keep a lookout. Listen, you know we'll be blessing Golfer Gang Network mm-hmm. out there to get your eyes and ears on different podcasts. You may even see us hop on different ones as well as we continue this journey. So, um, super excited, and I and I can't wait to see what what these next you know six months have in store. Yeah, absolutely. Keep out, keep an eye out for uh, for all that we got coming up. Now, I want to say one more thing. Now, moving to the next topic. Okay. Before we get going, I got another tease here. 
More, more like I know last week I talked about the second edition of the Drop Podcast polos coming out. But boy, oh boy, I think they are about to be shown on social media within the next seven to 10 days. I truly, truly believe that. And I know people were saying to me in DMs and, and, and asking me, well, Mike, you didn't say who was making them. You didn't say what the design looked like. You didn't say anything like that. And I said, I know, purposely. I purposely did that. It's the definition because, of a tease, people. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> I am also respectful to different advertisers that come on the show and they're they're involved in the show. So, Swanee's has been an advertiser on the show for um, probably three months, and they did not want to re up in terms of what we were looking to do or didn't have the same vision that we did. So I took what I had in my crazy mind of to to Chris Payne back at Fluke Apparel Co. because the the relationship that we had with them was very solid. It was very good. Absolutely we was. loved their product. And the one thing that I value more than anything else is communication. And Chris at Fluke Apparel simply does that. I don't know how else to say that, but like I know there were some speed bumps in understanding what the product was last year. And to your point, it was a little snug on the on your brother. Mm -hmm. I get it. So I went back to Chris and I said, Hey, listen, we needed to, we need to come together and find a way to make a another great shirt, but for both sizes here, not only the smaller guy like myself, but Ryan's brethren on the bigger side. And I think we've developed that. My and I think we found that. And I, and I can't lie. We got three new polos in the works. They're different than last year. They still have our sweet little logo right there on the left chest. We still got Chris's logo center neck. And I think the three shirts that you're going to see, not only does the material and the, and, and the look speak for themselves, but the product itself is just simply so good. And I'm dying to get everybody's hands on it. I'm dying to push it out there. I've seen the rough drafts. I've seen the mock-ups. I am chomping at the bit to put one of those damn things on because like I just said with the golfer gang network, when I get excited about something and I truly believe that rocket ship, like I say, is going to the moon. This is just another example. And the other thing I will say is I know people did not like the pre-ordering aspect of it. They didn't like the idea that they ordered it and they had to wait for it to come in. They didn't like the fact that they had to wait and it didn't come to some people till July ish. Like, okay, I think we've got that fixed as well to where the orders, you order it and it'll be at your door. It's not this, I'm going to wait and see type thing. So I promise Chris and I at Fluke Apparel Co., if you haven't, go check their site out. He's, he's absolutely amazing. But I can't lie. You wanted some fixes? I like to think I'm, I'm a problem solver here, people. <laughs> if there are more complaints, file my way. I'll just continue to check that box to make this even better. Mike, that's that's breaking news even to me. I didn't know that we fixed that. That you and you and listen behind you the scenes. You know, there's like the, the puppet master pulling the strings, <laughs> trying to make everything, trying to make everything smooth and happy. Because listen, just like you, when I tee the first ball up April first, and I can post my first damn score, I know what I'll be wearing. I know what you'll be wearing, and I pray to God that I see that out there on other people as well, because it is so good. It is such a great design, and I'm dying to, and I'm itching, and I can't lie. I've been wanting to put a post out there on social media to say, hey, listen, 
there is a big tournament that goes off in April too. And I've been working with some things to make some colors match. If you can get my drift. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, I, I Mike, all that's true. And I'd say this, I, I like, I like working with good people. I think Mike's a good person. And as you communicate with them and you, as I just said a minute ago, you do all that stuff behind. All that's great. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a he's a, a fun guy. Any conversation we've had, anytime we've been with him, like here's an example, real quick. I went and picked up my I had to pick up some some polos last year. He had some stuff for me. So I met him. We met in a parking lot and I was with my dog. So dog's got the window down in the back. He got out of his his car, walked around said hi to me, you know, a little quick dap. And then it's like petting the dog from the, like, he's just like, I, I again, I, I like good people and, and he's a good person. And I like yep. working with someone who's a good person. So for me, um, again, I know it didn't work with Swannies and, and, and all that. And, and that's, that's fine. That's their, their business as well. We're a business and business interests need to match up if you're going to collaborate on something. And, and uh, I'm happy to come back to fluke as well. And happy that we've, Happy and hopeful that we've that we've fixed uh, some of the sizing situations, maybe not issues, but and and that's something that um, that you I'm excited from. to see. Yeah, you yeah, learn listen. from. Yeah, we learn from and and go forward again. Same thing with like, you know, Mike and I are new to this process, right? We don't know how clothing production works. It's not something that we've ever been involved in, so it's new for us as well. So we we figure, yeah, okay, let's do that. Well. A lot of people didn't like it, so we got to try something different. I'm, I'm excited to be back with Fluke. I think their stuff is great. Uh, I love the design, that like coastal casualness to it. Um, I, I think it's tremendous. And even like we're gonna get some drop pod polos. If you if you don't know, if you've never been, head over to flukeapparelco.com and go check out their their other stuff. They got like those long sleeve sun shirts. Uh, that are, like if you're going on a boat for a long time, it's got like the hood to it to the back. Actually. Not very dissimilar from what I'm wearing now, but it's not fluke. Um, but like, that's a, they got awesome, awesome stuff. Again, great for like the beach, their t shirts, their long sleeves, their, the long sleeve hoodies. Um, they do, you know, uh, they do a great job over there at fluke. So I'm excited stay, to be there as well with Chris. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> George Wall Ford in Red Bank, New Jersey, is family-owned and operated, proudly serving New Jersey residents with superior customer service since 1960. Rye, share your story about your experience there. Mike, I, I went on a tangent in one of our episodes previously about it, but I can't say enough good things about George Wall Ford. Um, I needed a new car. I had, I had an old... Uh, I loved the brand that I had. I loved, you know, it was an SUV, but had 165,000 miles on it. It was just time, you know. So I hopped on over to George Wall Ford. I saw our guy, Jerry, um, and Jerry and his team were awesome. I mean, from from stem to stern, they're there, they're helping, they're knowledgeable. Um, they have so many cars on the lot that you can go in and say, hey, I want a sunroof, a navigation. I want this kind of rims on it. I want this kind of this, that, and the other thing. There's there's a great chance that they have that car with all your specs, the color, all that thing. Me, I didn't particularly care. I just I I was like, hey, I I want to be high up on in the car, right? I want 
I need an SUV. I'm a big guy. I got a dog. I got golf clubs. I got beach chairs in the summer. I need something that's a little more rugged, a little more. Um, again, I like to be higher in my car. And I went and saw Jerry. He pointed me in the right direction. And, and again, it's, it's awesome to have that kind of help and support from your salesman to the finance guy to to even they got somebody who helps you set up your car, right? I got an app on my phone now that's got my auto start on it. I can locate my car if I don't know where it is. Uh, I could take a trip to, to Japan if I wanted to and be like, did I lock my car? And I can go into the app and lock my car. So um, the, even even you know people helping you set up that stuff, it, just the hands-on approach over there is is incredible. So if you need a car, head on over to George Wall. Uh, they and go ask for Jerry. They were awesome there. Again, stem to stern from everybody. I can't say enough good things about it. It was an unbelievable experience. So to Ryan's point, there isn't a better place to shop for a brand new car. Just call 732-704-1932 and ask for Jeremy Wall. George Wall Ford and Red Bank for all your car buying needs. All right, Mike. Let's uh, uh, let's let's start here. Actually, uh, we've talked a bit about this off off air in the last year plus about how the PGA Tour just doesn't seem to have the social presence or the or the digital presence that they really should. They seem like they're missing out. It seems old that that they. There's cameras on the course. Why are we waiting till three o'clock for coverage to start? Well, I, I don't understand it. The cameras are already there. Just turn them on. Turn them on. Have them videotaping something. You know, there's there's guys out on the course that we want to see their shots. And there's, to me, no reason in this day and age, 2024, that we can't do that. It's not 1994 where technology is slacking behind or where you have to have someone have the camera, you know, holding the camera, actually, record, you know, holding the record button. It's over their shoulder like this, right? It's so much, the technology has gotten so much better. And for the PGA Tour not to have every shot be available to anyone that wants to see the shot, it quite frankly is criminal activity and, and they should be investigated as such. But just this week, it was announced that Liv is doing exactly that. The Liv Tour is doing... Uh, they're going to be able to put all their shots on shot trace and and out there so we can watch it. Um, and I think that this is just another thing that, again, we've been kind of anti-live tour before, but they're doing things that and making changes that are just the PGA Tour is just sometimes it's just the old man get off my lawn kind of kind of tour, and the live tour is doing things that like need to be done quite frankly and this is this is one of them and good on them for for seeing a change making a change or seeing a seeing a thing uh, I, again i don't know why this hasn't been a thing for years and years and years for the PGA tour maybe they're scared for ratings that it's going to turn people away between 3 and 6 because that seems to be the only time that they broadcast stuff but i i, I don't know to me this is a no brainer and and another feather in the cap for live and i'm not i'm not very excited to be giving live feathers in their caps but they're doing a good job with this kind of stuff so good for them being able to put that on 
and and show the people the shots. You know, Bryson's hitting. You know, Bryson's hitting golf balls a mile. Brooks is hitting golf balls. Like, you know, just because Brooks had a bad Thursday doesn't mean on Saturday he's not going to shoot sixty four. We should be able to see those shots. He's hitting five irons to within two feet. Show the people that shot. Just because he I, teed off at eight in the morning doesn't mean that there's not good golf shots. I listen, and I and I think to your point. Listen, I know when we both saw that. And I know where we kind of stand with live golf, but like anything in life, competition sometimes is a good thing. It puts people back on their shoe, on their toes and say, oh, yeah. oh okay, I got to get my shit together. And this is a perfect example because lives new platform. Okay. Which is going to work at the Google cloud that shows quote, any shot, any time feature that's launching this summer. Like, bro. I don't understand what is going on with the PGA Tour. And I'm hopeful. I know I've heard Colin Morikawa come out and say it. I know I've heard Max Homa come out and say it. But the fact is with the strategic sports group giving $3 billion on a $12, million, a $12 billion investment that they've come out and say, well, it better be better for the fans. I don't understand how I have to sit and watch on golf Twitter somebody hitting a shot that if it's – Nine o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock in the morning, and I want to watch that guy tee off dead last because he made the cut. So be it. Let me watch that because I'll give you some examples for guys like us. If Ryan McCormick, Max Greiserman, or Chris Goddard makes the damn cut, right? And say they're not in contention, and I don't get to watch them at three o'clock because that's when it hops on CBS. Maybe we need to call our boy Jim Nance and say, hey, "Listen, can you pull some strings behind the, you know, behind the curtain?" Say, "Hey, listen." Get this on because no offense, I would watch Chris Goddard play from hole one through eighteen, regardless mm-hmm. of when he where he's placed. I would watch every shot that met Ryan McCormick hits from shot one to shot eighteen, regardless if he's winning or makes the cut. So I don't understand how Live Golf is doing all these things, and we're going to stay on the PGA Tour. Oh, by the way, you guys are going to wait to three o'clock, and it hops on with our boys. Dan Hicks on NBC or our guy, Jim Nance at CBS. And I'm like, okay, well that sucks because you know what? At three o'clock, my guy that I wanted to watch is over. He's done. And I got to go to pjtour.com to see, did he make a par on one? Did mm-hmm. he make a birdie on seven? To me, it's just inexcusable in the world we live in today that every single thing you want more viewers. God damn it. The NFL puts everything on there. You watch every play at the NFL. It could be a blowout. They got the red zone. Okay, you want to go get your own little uh, subscription to this? Go get it. You can go watch that team all the time. The fact is, if the PGA Tour wants to grow and wants to find ways to get to outside people, not the 65-year-old guy that watches at 3 p.m., and you want to start diving into the younger audience, well, the streaming is the way to go. And for whoever's sitting behind the desk making these decisions, need to listen to what these PGA Tour pros are saying. Because if you don't do it, Guess what? John Rahm left. Terrell Hatton just left. A young stud, stud Caleb Sir just left. They're all going to go. They're all going to go because it's guaranteed money. And if you're not giving these the audience what they want, the PGA Tours is going to be just that guy. Thank God for Tiger Woods. And Sorry for my rant. No, it's, it's needed because these guys, it's money for them too. Like they might not be show, they might not be making a lot of money, but, but now in, in today's day and age, the 2024 athlete 
can be their is their own brand, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. They can be as much on Instagram as they want to, YouTube that they can post all their stuff, and if they're not being shown, and no one's seeing their shots, it's tougher for their brand. It's tougher for the sponsors that sponsor them. If I have right? if I have a fluke apparel hat on my head, right, and I make the cut, right. Unfortunately for Fluke Apparel, they don't get to ever see that on TV because I just made the cut and maybe I finished T thirtieth. They're not showing that. Yes, I collect a check, and yes, mm-hmm. the people that are live there watching get to see me wearing the hat. But what about everybody else that wants to still watch these guys hit golf shots? Yeah. To me, like, if I'm a sponsor, yeah, let me go. I'll, listen, I'm obviously in the world we live in. Do I would I have to pay for a subscription to do it? Sure, probably. But guess what? I may pay for that to watch my guy hit the shot. The same way the NFL pays for that subscription to watch their team. It's no different. The model with the NFL works. I get it. We don't have Taylor Swift. Okay, we don't have that to make things even bigger. Okay, fine. But when Tiger makes cuts, I want to watch every single damn shot Tiger hits. When Chris Goddard makes a cut, I want to watch every damn shot Chris Goddard hits. Max Greisman, Ryan McCormick, the same damn thing. And it has to happen on the PGA Tour. Otherwise, we're just going to get left behind because we're sitting in, like you said, 1994, and it's 2024. Yeah. Get your act together. Yeah. Be better. Right? Just just be better because there's Evolve. no reason not to. Evolve is, is a great word as well. Mike, I, I don't – like even – even think about like Sunday, right? If you had a guy who's just your favorite, like you're, you could be a Colin Morikawa guy, you could be a Jordan guy, you could be like even these guys that are that are on the PGA Tour. Maybe it wasn't their week, and they're just playing on Sunday, but they teed off it at nine, uh, or, or maybe they had a had a day. Someone's going low. Whatever the case is, they're on the course at three o'clock. They're on hole fifteen, and we don't ever get to see fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, or eighteen because they just were never in contention. So it's never like they never show their shots at all because they they were just kind of around that day. They were just on the course. Even that, even that's not right. We should be able to watch their shots at, at any time because there's, again, there's cameras on the course. Turn them on. Yeah, I don't know how that. else to say it. Let us I, see. I, Figure it I'm out. Ho- yep. I'm hopeful that competition like this. Okay, I'm hopeful that competition like this brings out the PGA Tour and says, listen, I know you have PGA Tour live. I know on ESPN Plus it, it, it puts it on there. It's there. People can go watch it. Give me the option to watch every shot of any guy I want. So, listen, I, I saw that. I know you and I talked about that off air. I just hope that changes are made to make the product better. That's the only thing that the majority of this audience is looking for. You have the means. Now let's put an end to those means to make it matter for everybody. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more, Mike. Again, we're, we're fully on the same page. Uh, Mike, let's, uh, let's, let's stay on the PGA Tour for a second, and let's go to your boy. Let's talk Tiger. It's well, I will say this real quick about Tiger before we dive into the um the info that that came out, okay, on on a few websites about what will he will be talking about on Monday of the Riviera. Did you know where just, Tiger was? Did you know where Tiger was clear, this past week? Monday the 12th. Correct. He's talking Monday the 12th. 
Right. I apologize. Yeah. That's okay. Do you, do you know where Tiger was this week? I don't. He was in New Jersey. Oh. And do you know where Tiger visited? What per se was he doing in New Jersey? Do you know where he was visiting? I got a couple spots in mind. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? I'm going to guess uh, Trout National. He was. Down in South Jersey. So, so Tiger was here in New Jersey, scoping out his course. Yeah. That he's putting together with, with his boy, Mike Trout. They are both there, both on scene, both looking at what is going on. And it, it's crazy when you see the before and then like kind of like the during and what it is. But, man, that you can start to see the outlines of the bunkers. You can start to see the outlines of the golf course. And, and seeing Tiger, who's obviously a South Florida guy, not ever wearing wool hats and hoodies and sweatshirts and jackets, like seeing that dude all bundled up because he's coming to the Northeast. Like it was kind of funny to see him all decked out. He's got, he's got everything on the covering, everything basically, but his face. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was checking out his course with, with, with Mike Trout. So Trout National. Yeah, we haven't we haven't talked a ton about that, Mike, but that's going to be one that's going to be a national uh, barnstorm. It's it's going to come in hot onto the national scene when it's finished because just of the of the of the power players that are Tigers designing it, Mike Trout's with them. There's there's no doubt to me that that's going to be a phenomenal golf course and jump into the top hundred in the country. Super quick, quickly, and and, quickly. and see where it goes from there. Tiger's not putting his name on something that's just going to be a a muni course that's not going to be done right. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be done right from stem to stern, from top to bottom, from A to Z. It's it's it, you know Tiger's doing it right, and it's going to have all the amenities. It's going to have a good design, a tough design. It's going to be. You know, whatever the clubhouse is going to be, you know, they didn't they're not skimping out on on they're not designing a golf course that's that's top level and bringing in dirt from places and sand from other places and then going to, you know, getting the sale rack at Home Depot for the for the clubhouse. You know, they're not doing that. So it's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal place. And listen, I, I can't lie. You know how crazy I am with the DMs and the text messages. And, and I've been fortunate to connect with someone pretty good over there about what is going on. And I can't lie. I know I even teased you in a text message about it. And I, I can't dive into anything on air about this, but let's just say that the door has been cracked about getting some more info possibly on ground in person Trout National, it is in New Jersey, and this podcast is all about golfing in the Garden State. So I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't try and try and try and then try some more. Hey, just put it out there. Watch out, Mike, big dog. The big Mike, cat was here in New Jersey. Mike with a tease. It, it feels so good when you tease. Listen, uh, I can't lie. Listen. It's my Wedding you know Crashers me. quote. I know you, you don't you, do movies, Mike. That's from no, Wedding Crashers. No, but listen, you know me. Yes. Yeah. I am finagling and talking and experimenting and trying this and that. And the door was cracked open for me. And I'm hopeful that I can just continue to open it a little more every so often. Because what would be better than getting to firsthand? Yeah. Uh, I... Live, in person? 
incredible. Just, just saying. I'll tell you, I think it'd be really cool to see the golf course. Like, obviously, we didn't see it before, but to see it while it's being well, there constructed. There wasn't anything before. It was trees, woods, but That's what grass, I'm saying. Like, grass. right. To, yeah, but so, so, right, trees, grass, all that kind of stuff. But Tiger walked through the woods then and saw a vision for the golf course. We talked about that when, when we went down to Union League. Like, they, they saw a vision for what they wanted to do. And I, I, I guess the only the only difference, though, I will say this: the only difference, Union League, there were twenty seven holes of sand barons there. Right. Okay. So there was some outline. Tiger's team himself and Trout saw land and said, "Untapped market in a golf infused state. This in a in a county where, frankly, yep. there is no golf. Yep. We can be that golf." It's a, it, 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 it's going to be that. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it, I will. Yeah. It'd so be it, cool it, to, it, I was going to say, it'd be cool to see like the dooring, right? Like we've, we've talked to James and, and like the restorations they're doing up at North Jersey, but like it'd be cool to see the, the dooring of it and then the after. That would be, that would be really well, listen, interesting. Listen, I can, to your point there, because you don't know what I'm doing. No, I don't there have a clue. Might, there, there might be something to that point right there. Oh, that is going on. But moving on, moving okay. on. You know, the tease is over. You, you got the hint. You kind of can understand where I'm going with my navigation <laughs> system here. Um, we're going to do some orienteering and now going in a different direction. Um, but yeah, Tiger's making his announcement, February twelfth, the Monday before Riv. I freaking can't wait to hear where he is going. With his line. Now, I know we all are saying it's tailor-made. It's tailor-made. It's Sunday red. You saw some of the trademarks. You saw some of the logos. God, they got to fix but that I don't. But I don't know if that's definitive. We don't know it. We we hear that that's what is going to happen. Um, but I can't wait to think that the big cat is going to be teeing the damn golf ball up in a matter of, of what? Eight days from today, like, oh, my God, I cannot mm -hmm. wait. February 15th cannot come fast enough. Seeing that dude go out there and just smoke it 300 yards down the middle of the fairway, he's going to win the damn tournament. And I'm going to tell you, six months ago, like I said, you should have bet him to win Augusta because he's going to win the damn thing. And after he wins Riv, the odds are going to be even worse, where you could have made a lot of money, you could have retired, you could have sailed into the sunset if you just listened to me six months ago. Well, to be fair, you don't know if I did or didn't put a bet on him to win Augusta. You would have so. told me and showed me that that mm. bet slip if you would did. I, would I have? Yeah, though? maybe I got would've. maybe I got a tease up in my up in my yeah. you know yeah. up in my sleeve. There's as well. no tease. There's no tease. You're you're <laughs> lying. I. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think we're all excited to see exactly what the reveal is going to be, right? There's been rumors. There's been and, – and maybe it's tough to even call them rumors because they seemed like they were so solidly put out that he's tailor-made. That logo that we both agreed has some really cool parts and needs to get rid of some stuff. But there's there's still a bit of, like, mystique around it or mystery until he officially comes out with it. So he walks on to that, up to that podium on the 12th. We're – we're all excited to see what's going on with it. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see and, and excited to see what this next kind of kind of venture is for Tiger and and go from there. Yeah, listen, I, you know. What do you like think he any, wears to the podium? Be a part of the next chapter, as he says, and Taylor made has been saying, come be a part of the next chapter. Obviously, all they're, they're giving you all the clues. I think he shows up. 
with with that sun with that tiger logo on his left chest. Is it red? I, is he wearing? Is he wearing like a like a Sunday red tiger outfit? I don't think so. I you don't think, think so. he's I casual think, tiger. Or is he wearing golf attire? A hundred percent golf attire, and okay. it's going to be the logo of the shirt on the left chest. But to my knowledge, and thinking about how much of a Tiger Woods fiend and fan I am, I don't know if I ever saw Tiger wear non Sunday red. Unless it was for like a tailor-made commercial, a Titleist commercial back in the day, or actually playing. He's never, in my recollection, ever showed up at a press conference in Sunday Red, ever. So I think unless they are forcing him or he's saying we have to go red for this, Mm -hmm. he is not going to wear the red. Um but I guess I think that's interesting to say like, one, Hey, we're going to, we're launching this. This is what it's going to look like. Expect to see tiger wearing red. And this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. But like he, a, I mean, like hard the point is, he'll still wear the red on Sundays. Oh, sure. That's his it's thing. the logo that matters. And the brand that the collar says that to me is going to be the interesting piece, but listen, any chance there's wanna... still a Fox or a wolf on the collar. Uh, let's make sure I don't butcher that again because, you know, I, that was that was an embarrassing fox call ever. So, no, it's not going to be a fox, but I would love. Listen, is there a hope in my little eyes that there could be a wolf on there? There is. Until this is announced, you're still you still got a bit of trepidation for it. You're still hoping. I, selfishly. Personally. God, I think I would just go to the moon if the if the wolf appeared. I think I would. I think I'd buy everything I could possibly did. I might show up at golf courses forgetting about the drop podcast polos. And I'd be wearing the wolf all day long with my Sunday Tiger Red. I, but maybe I would. I'd be that guy. Be great. I'd probably be that guy. Well, we'll see. We got a couple days. Uh, we'll we'll talk about Tiger's uh, interview next week or, or um, press conference is the word I'm looking for. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, and go from there, Mike. I got I got one last thing on here. Uh oh, <laughs> and it's our golf course rating system. Now I have it on here, and you and I don't need to go into detail about it right now because we got some time. But it should be put on our radar that we are going to be starting to golf soon, and while you did a poor to shit job of rating golf courses throughout the year <laughs> every time we played frankly, I, I don't know the- if i did one i frankly <laughs> you asking me off the top of my head unless you grilled me on the podcast i don't think i ever once went to the sheet to fill out the sheet to put the grades in i don't think i did i don't so <laughs> so and, i mean yeah and that's fine. i got an f i got an f i failed that could, I failed. that could be my thing that's fine but I, I wanted to put it out there because you know the sheet that we have there. We put it out last year, you know, our, our, our breakdown of what we were wanting to. I want us to start thinking about, and, and this, is, this is to you, Mike. Listeners, if you got something you want to add to it, uh, DM Mike, and, and he and I will chat about it. I'd say DM me, but he's going to read it before I do. Did we miss anything? Was it a good system? Do we need to change the point somewhere? Um, what do we Look think at of you it? evolving? Look at you evolving. That's been a big, big word today. I, I it has. I mean, evolve is definitely big. Podcast. It sure has. You know, evolving. You know, and, and look at you coming. You know, kind of stepping outside your comfort zone. You know, modifying, adapting, frankly, evolving. 
Well, I'm not saying that I'm doing it, uh, to be fair, because I do think we have a pretty good rating system, but I, I, uh, I think I think it was pretty good, and uh, we're going to work on some posters. I, I am going to give you my top five coming out in the next couple of weeks from last year. Uh, the the courses that rated the highest, um, I, I think you guys know uh, which which one was my favorite. I've already told you on this, but uh, which one got rated the highest as well. But I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna work on putting those out there and and kind of give you the numbers. You know, we talked about it, but. Let's see the breakdowns, right? I I think we're going to show it to you. Um, but is there anything missing? You know, I, I just want to make sure. I want to make sure we're covered, covering all of our bases. This is again supposed to be a thorough podcast, and we're gonna we're gonna do our best. If we're missing something, I want to put it in there. To that point, also, I'd like to start another one. We joked about it last year, Mike. And you gave me a hard time, but I decided I'm, I'm going to do it. No. Golf carts. Oh Golf carts, God. Mike. They're coming. Golf cart rating system coming in 2024. I so, again, same so kind far of out of this conversation. Not- I, this may be a single person episode <laughs> when we're diving in to how comfy the damn seat is on a golf cart. I, I will say it's not going to ever be a deep dive, but it's just going to be something that I think. Uh, I think people should know. I, I've toyed with the idea about maybe we only make it uh, public courses because the private courses have more money. They're going to have more, more of a, the ability to uh, access to the higher end golf carts and higher end amenities to it. But, but uh, quite frankly, Mike, just like when you when you go on to a, you go to a restaurant, right? You're going to go out to dinner and you look up the you pull it up on Google and you see that it only has three point one stars. You might change your mind about going to that restaurant, right? And I think this is the same kind of thing that we're doing with the golf course rating uh, and with the and with the golf carts. Like that, I'm not saying that that should deter someone, but if I know that the golf carts are just god awful at a place, and I'm thinking about playing one of these two places, yeah, maybe I choose the other one. So that's kind of the idea here: is to is just shed some light, give people all the information that they possibly can so with that i got some ideas in my head but i need help uh dm mike and he'll let me know (laughs) about what what are some attributes that you want on there Somehow those might get lost somehow those might get lost (laughs) no i will pass i'll pass them along If, if the audience if the audience agrees with you in terms of they want input on different golf carts. Does it come with the GPS? Does it not? Does it have comfy seats, wide seats, cup holders, whatever the case is? Obviously, I'll pass them along. But but I, I guess my question to you, you, I know this is your baby. You love the golf cart. Does the golf cart matter in terms of the yes. golf course I'm playing? Wow, you didn't even let me finish that. You had the answer before. Because the, the golf the cart question. does matter. In my opinion, okay. the golf cart matters. If I'm that's taking fine. a golf cart, it right. kind of matters. Now, Okay, that's fine. That's fine because I didn't know. <laughs> I, I, Knowing how wacky I can be, if the golf cart sucks, but I'm going to play a nice golf course, I don't give a shit. Mike, to be fair, me neither. If I'm going to play a top-notch golf, court, golf course and they have just – a vehicle that's got four wheels. Shit, they could have a bicycle for all I care. Uh, that's fine. I'm still going to play the course. Right. That's not deterring me. Now that, 
Now that is something I need to see. Your ass on a bicycle playing golf. That's fucking, <laughs> that's made, that's pay-per-view. That is pay-per-view. Uh, I, I think that that's, uh, that's not going to change, change my mind on it. But again, like if I go to, it's more so I want to know what I'm getting into, right? If I'm going to play a course and I know that the golf carts aren't good, then maybe I'll walk. Maybe I'll just mentally prepare myself. I'll bring my push cart and, and I'll walk. Now or, that's a great point. That's and, a great point. So like, so it's no, it's point. not necessarily deterring me from playing a bad, you know, a, a, a course with a bad golf cart. It just, maybe I'll walk. Maybe I'll, if to your point, like a, a great course with a, with a, a bad golf cart, maybe I'll grab a caddy. Um, you know, like there's different things and different ways around it. It's just, again, it's, it's not necessarily deterring me. It's just more information that I'm trying which to I get think out is, there. Which, which to that point. Now that to me makes a lot of sense that, that, that point right there would be like, all right, if I know the golf carts suck. Okay. Maybe I save the 25, 30 bucks and I grab my pull cart where I walk. Now yeah. that to me is, is, is makes sense. And I think right. to your point though, the more information that you can gather about a spot, some people will use it. Mm -hmm. Some people won't. And, and for the people that will use it, you're going to provide it. Right. And that's the other thing, Mike, is is kind of who who you're playing. Like, what is the round? What's the, what's the objective of the round? Is the objective of the round, and I think you differ from this, but, like, sometimes I go out and, and I'm having, like, a, a competitive – like, you and I go out and it's a golf round, right? I go out with some of my other friends that like to play golf, but they're not really golfers. It's more of a casual round. Like we're, we're outside, we're hitting the ball, we're having drinks, you know, we're having fun. I don't get to see them all the time. It's, it's more about the social, it's more about the social than it is the golf. Right. So in that aspect, if it is more about the social, then, then maybe I want to have a better golf cart because it's not necessarily about the golf. It's about the other stuff. So to, it's, it's to that point. It's to, it's, it's to that kind of stuff for me. Love it. Oh. So let us know how you want us to, to rate that. Like I, I got some ideas, but I'm a little, uh, I'm open, open to ideas for that. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, do we make it out of a hundred? Do we make it out of 50? So that's going to be a work in progress, uh, ongoing, but the, the rating system, let us know anything different. We'll, we'll get it out there for you. We done Mike. I think that's I think it for that's today. A wrap. Yeah. That's a wrap. Episode 70 in the books. Let's Kick go. It off to our boy, Danny Lewis. Yep. 2023 assistant PGA player of the year. Hollywood guy for five years. Hopped over to Philly Cricket Club. He's excited. And the stories he shares, just like all these other guests. I know that's what the audience enjoys. And that's what it, another thing that, that Danny brings to the table. So. Sorry yeah. for taking your little spot no, there. No, that's okay. I'm excited. I'm you excited. are. You got, me, you got me all ramped up. You got live golf. You got evolving. You got your crazy golf carts. Like now, I got to get off the podcast and, and go do some chores. So I mean, <laughs> let's go. Well, yeah. Uh, again, uh, Mike said it. Here's our interview with Danny. Enjoy. Comstock Yacht Sales has been the Jersey Shore's number one boat dealer since 1973. Did you know that Comstock now has two on-water sales locations to better serve the boaters across New Jersey? Their full-service marina is located at 704 Princeton Avenue in Bricktown, and their all-new sales location can be found at Navasink Marina in Seabright. 
Comstock currently carries some of the best boat brands manufactured today. The team at Comstock is proud to be New Jersey dealers for Regulator Center Consoles, Grady White Boats, Tiara Yachts, Seapro, Four Winds, and MGM Yachts. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned boat, or you're looking for help selling your current boat, Comstock Yacht Sales is the place to go. Go online to see their full new boat lineup or stop into one of their two locations today. They can be found at ComstockMarina.com. That's ComstockMarina.com. Or for immediate sales assistance, text them now at 732-604-1237. That's 732-604-1237. All right, so today's guest, man, this has been something that we've been trying to connect for quite some time. And and we had a date last December, but just things just did not work out. But even better because things have kind of taken on a on a head of its own. Today's guest is the 2023 Rolex Assistant New Jersey PGA Assistant Player of the Year, and recently just got named head golf professional at the Philadelphia Cricket Club. Today's guest is Danny Lewis. Danny, thank you so much for coming on today's show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I've been big follower and uh, looking forward to uh, chatting with you guys. Yeah, listen, I, you know, I, I, I heard rumors through the grapevine that you were involved in conversations with going there. And it yeah. wasn't until Ryan mentioned it to me yesterday that he said, Hey, by the way, do you know, we officially got that job. And I said, I didn't, which makes this even better because the timing's perfect, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's great. And listen, you're living a life down in Florida where it's a lot nicer here. It's raining cold and miserable. So, um, you know, the Northeast is kind of difficult right now, but yeah. you know, I think, I think we, before we get into all these accolades and all this great golf that you've played and, and the history that you have here in the garden state, why don't you give the audience a little bit of a background about you, where you grew up, how you got into the game, um, and, and kind of to where you are today. Sure. Uh, so I, I'm a, uh, Midwesterner grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, was introduced to the game by my dad. He picked it up in 97, which, you know, kind of right there with Tiger Woods winning the Masters, and he was on the Tiger generation. Um, so that was – he's always been my role model, still is. And um, But, yeah, grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, went to school at Northern Kentucky University. And um, upon graduating, I worked at a club just outside of Cincinnati for about five years. Uh, Elks Run Golf Club, and then uh, one of my teammates from Northern Kentucky was actually at Hollywood, uh, Carl Hayes, and he recommended me to take his spot, and then I made the jump uh, to Jersey in 2018. So, yeah, I mean that's a great spot to jump to. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't have uh, picked yeah. a much better one. I had, I had no idea what I was jumping into, and, and that was uh, that was it's a great fun. leap of faith. I mean, because yeah. I know when Ryan and I talk about that place specifically. It is so good, and for you to spend so much time there, um, it is it is cr truly amazing. So, you know, like growing up, you know, from the Midwest to coming east, what's a golf like in comparison out there to here? Is is it tougher here? Is it um, a little more competitive here? What what's the comparison like for someone who's been ingrained here in New Jersey the whole time? I would say the courses are definitely a little bit tougher. Um, and then, I mean, I always feel like the competitions, I mean, it's 
much stronger, uh, especially once you start talking, you bring in the Long Island guys and, and even Philly and, and you group all that together. It's, this is kind of the Mecca of, of our industry and even amateur golf and, and beyond. So, you know, that's what kind of drew me to coming to New Jersey is the, the opportunities and playing against the competition and kind of wanted to see how, how I was able to stack up um, in this part of the country and, and then to have the opportunity I did and to be at Hollywood and, and just I, one of the amazing things in our section is getting to play all the courses we get to play Plainfield and uh, Baltus Rawl and, you know, you could go down to Galloway. I mean, the list goes on, as you guys know. I mean, it, it's incredible what we get to do playing in our, our tournament schedule each year is, is a, is a real treat. So um, th that part of it's special of what we get to do. And um, I'm definitely going to miss uh, the New Jersey section. Uh, that's going to be a, that was a tough one, tough decision for me. Danny, hey, Danny, how are you? Sorry for jumping on late. Better late than never, big fellow. And I didn't want to interrupt because it seemed like you were mid-story. So I uh, I wanted to just keep quiet, just sit, observe. I'm going to sit back and just kind of stay along for the ride. Did, uh, did you, you said not be part of the Jersey sector anymore. Is that Did we just break that news there? Did we talk about that? Did I miss that? I, I kind of I hinted at it, Rye, yeah. because you told me. And I heard it, but I didn't know it. You confirmed it yesterday, and I brought it right up. And wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Hey, congrats, Danny. It's big news there. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it was a, a great opportunity. Jim Smith over at Philly Cricket, he's been the director of golf there, I think, 15, 16 years. And um, sat down with him back in December, and uh, it, it, was a, it was a perfect fit. Um, you know, a dream of mine when I got into the business was to become – a head golf professional and getting to do it at a place like Philly cricket doesn't get much better. So uh, really looking forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Good for you. Do, do you know, uh, I was actually, I didn't know how new it was. I was worried that like the, if it's not out in the public yet, like I didn't know if you were going over, I didn't want to like break news to your, to the people at Hollywood. <laughs> if you, they didn't know yet. <laughs> they all know it. I, I just haven't broke it. You know, it's not Instagram news, but it will be now. So that's kind of what we do. We got the yeah. scoops, you know, we get the scoops here and there and, and we throw it out there. We're not news breakers, but we can be. No, we can, we, you know, we got, we got sources, we got people out in the field, you know, we got feelers out there that, that, they don't even know that they're feelers. So that's where we got that out there. So have you, have you met with, um, so the, another guy who's one of the pros there at Philly cricket is Chris Servin. Mm -hmm. Have you met Chris at all or, or know him at all? I, I, I know of Chris. I know he spent some time. He's from the ocean area and um, spent some time. I think he worked at deal. Uh, if I believe I'm right. And, yeah. um, but I, I don't know him. I'm looking forward to, to working with him and spend some time. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if there was a connection there because so I know that he went to Ocean Township High School, okay. and I know that Ocean Township High School happens to play their golf matches at Hollywood and at Deal. So, yeah. uh, and I know you're at Hollywood, so I didn't know if you knew if if you had known him or were able just to connect with him. But a, a no. good guy to know certainly that you'll be working with more more now. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Just <laughs> one of those uh, you know odd things that it you know looks like there's a connection, but no, nothing. Uh, very cool. So let's talk a little bit about your 2023 season. I mean, I, I think 
You know, when we had touched base last December about your 2022 season, it was another phenomenal year. And, you know, obviously sometimes, like I said, the schedules just don't work out. And, and now we're kind of 12 months later and you're continuing to play golf at such a high level. And, and I think when you, you know, before I get into your results and winning tournaments and whatnot, I think one of the common things that we hear from a lot of pros is like how much time they they just can't practice. There's so much teaching going on. There's so much outside things that involve being a club professional or even assistant at certain spots where the game kind of suffers. How do you balance both those out while still maintaining a golf game that Ryan and I are beyond envious of? Very envious. <laughs> It's definitely, uh, it's not easy. Um, I'd be lying if I said it was. Um, and it's certainly gotten harder the last couple of years. Um, got married and, and now got a, a brand new baby boy that's two months old. So congrats. You know, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it's big news too. That is. A lot of big changes in your life there. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just full, full. I've got the New Jersey pace now. It's just pick it up and keep going. <laughs> um, if you can live here you can live anywhere <laughs> that's right that's right so I, I mean i think the biggest thing for me is the, the job always came first and and the priority is the membership the service and, and whatever i could do to make that better at the club it, that that's what i tried to do and then the playing side i would just try to squeeze it in after work um if i could play nine holes a few days a week that was that was a big week of practice for me. Um, I think sometimes I kind of get a little misconception that, oh, he's probably playing with the members all day and and working on his game. But it, it's just not – I would love to do that, but that, that's just not <laughs> – we're not able to. Um, so when I can, I just play nine holes and, and try to you know keep the game as sharp as I can and, and go from there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, nine holes at Hollywood though is is quite a challenge. No matter what nine you're playing, you could play, jump around and play the nine easiest ones. You're still getting a good day's worth of practice with nine holes there. You are, yeah. There, <laughs> uh, it's a great place to hone in on your game and and get you sharp for anywhere in the state. Absolutely. So, like, when you think back to your 2023 season, you know, obviously, when I look at like how you finished and some of the things. You know, I just I, I feel like the one word that pops into my mind is just straight up consistent. Like there there every time I looked at it, you know, it was top three, top five, a win, top ten. There wasn't many times and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that that I I think my research has you at T twelve as the worst finish out of all of them in all the assistant events that were out there. Like to me, like that is a model of consistency where it's hard to be that good for the stretch of from April through October without really a hiccup. Mm -hmm. Like talk about your season in a, in a, in a whole and kind of some highlights for you specifically. Yeah. I think you touched on the consistency and, and that's probably what I strive to do. I mean, anybody can be having a bad day and kind of throw in the towel and, you know, we're on to the next week or on to the next round. But um, I, I take a lot of pride in, in grinding, grinding out around. And when you don't have your game, you know, putting up a 72 when your your swing feels awful is, I think it's more fun to do that than when you go out and shoot 68, 69. And, you know, you feel like you 
could have been lower. So I think that's probably the mental side of it is is where I really kind of dive in and 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 that's what's led to my consistency over the past year and over the last few years. And um, I, as a golfer a competitor, you guys know, you just want to get in the hunt and um, that's, that's what I tried to do and just knock on the door and eventually you're going to break through. Um, I was kind of a, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a late bloomer to kind of winning things. Um, I, I didn't win many events growing up and, you kind of have to learn how to do it. And I'm not saying I know how to do it that well, but I just, you know, I mean, I, th I think you do. I mean, when, I mean, yeah, it's a I, skill. You, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Like, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have won the assistant championship three years in a row. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so the fact that it matters, like, yeah, I get it. We can be humble, but I'll be the honest and blunt one here. Like, yes, you know how to win. And on top of knowing how to win, you know how to defend. Because I think that's the added part to this whole thing is like another skill. Yeah. Like, you know, winning at Canoebrook, a very tough golf course. You know, I, I know that, you know, you were, you know, kind of trailing after the first round there, but then to win by five shots, you know, in golf, people think like five, like, all right, not too much, but that's a lot of shots to win by. Like talk about that tournament specifically, because, you know, getting three in a row, is is a special a special thing to happen sorry you just broke up on me um the uh i mean I, i'd be lying if i said canoe brooks one of my favorite spots that we that we play on and uh you know this year specifically i knew going in i i had the target on my back and uh, i knew what i had to do and and you know, the first round kind of was steady, nothing, nothing special. Um, but I, when you know Canoebrook, you know that the final round's on the north, and that's the course that you, you got to show up and you got to play well and you got to you got to put all the pieces together. And and fortunately, I was able to to, to put it together. I think I made a, a key eagle on hole twelve that day and kind of looked to see where I was at and saw at that time I had a, a good two or three shot lead. And, and then from there it was just stay focused and kind of just keep the, the momentum going and make some pars. And, and I was able to, to accomplish that. And, and it, it was a, a big, I want to say it was kind of like a big relief when, in the, when that last putt went in because all that pressure, all the build up and, but it, there isn't much better feeling than that. That's for sure. And when you speak about like how hard the golf course was, I mean, when you date back to that final round there in the North course, like there was only one guy that went sub 70, mm. only one guy. And that was you. And, and some of the leaders that had put up 67, 69, they were like 78, 80. Like they didn't play very well to your point. And the fact that you're able to kind of like rise to the challenge like that, and and be a quote late bloomer hell i'm 40 i hope i'm a late bloomer soon too because i'd love to get some numbers like that <laughs> right i mean that's that that was just such a special round um i'll probably remember that one for the rest of my life and uh to to do it there and and to become the, the only guy that's won it three times let alone the last three years is, was just the icing on the cake so yeah uh, that's, that's a 
that's an event I'll miss yeah. most dearly. That's so going back to when you said like being able to grind out 72 and, and you know, when you don't have your best stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is not something that I can, that I can relate to, but I can relate to the concept, right? So like 85, I would say would be my number. Like when I'm not shooting well, I'm always like, I try to get to 85. That is something that I, that I, cause that's kind of right where I am. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when you're doing that, like when you're, when you're like, Hey, I don't have my stuff. Is there one thing in your game that you like, Hey, I can do this, right. Whether it's like, I'm just going to hit like a, a, like hit a stinger all day, take more club, less club, whatever it is. But uh, like, I have one swing or one club or one something or other that I'm just going to, what's that, what's that part of your game that you just like, is there no matter what you're, how you're playing. So for me, my driving is, I would say is the, the biggest strength that I have. Um, and in the days that the driver gets a little wayward, I'll, I'll kind of go back to hitting a little low fade out there and, and relying on that ball to get in the fairway. And then from there, the second part of it is I'll just, no matter what, unless I have, you know, pitching wedge or in, I'll just disregard the pin. I'll just hit it in the middle of the green and, and kind of, it seems like the times where I'm, very conservative. I'm not trying to force birdies. I'm just kind of letting everything come to me that those are some of the better rounds I have. So for me, just getting that little cut out there and play, not looking where the flag is, getting it on the green. And you never know. Sometimes you get, you get a 20 footer here and then the next one you're feeling good and you make another 20 footer. And before you know it, you're, you're kind of getting your mojo back. So little things, you know, first you got to get the ball in play. And then I think just taking your eye off of the flag and having to be so precise helps me to free me up a little bit. That's, that's kind of like the opposite of like that aim small, miss small kind of thing. You're aim, aim big, get it on, and then just take your medicine, like get your two putt and, and kind of go. Yeah. Um, so then on the, on the flip side of that, bringing it back to, you know, your, your canoe book, canoe brook round is, is that, what you think separated you in that last round that being able to drive it so well and, and keep it in play. And while people are kind of falling by the wayside from you, is, is that the strength that you were able to rely on for that round? I, I think it was, I think that it had a lot to do with it. I was just getting the ball in play, trying to be patient. I really wasn't, wasn't again, I wasn't trying to go out and shoot 65, 66 and force force everything. I was just kind of letting the round come to me and seeing what, getting a feel for what the field was doing. I mean, if, if I would have went out that, that round and shot even par on the front with all pars, and then I can kind of assess. So I, I was just kind of letting everyone kind of play the round, see how it kind of shook up and then was going from there. I mean, it, the Eagle I made on 12 to get me going was, I was, I think 10 yards off the green and rolled in a putt up the hill from 40 feet. So it was just one of those where, you know, what's that? A two percenter and, and yeah. you know, well, maybe, maybe, a yeah. maybe a little higher for you. Maybe a little higher for you. It might be negative two for Ryan and I, but you know, to your right. point. Yes. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Just one of those where like, that's meant to be right. When you're, when you're playing like that, it's like the things start like as momentum is going, you always see that or feel that, right. It's going well for somebody, the momentum's going. And it's like, Oh, of course they made a 40 footer. Of course they chipped in from off the green. Of course they're rolling right. here and it's just, it's, the stars are aligning for them. Right. Yeah. And we've, we've played, all seen it. Yeah. We've, we've all been there and seen guys that, that get it going. And- well, well, I don't know about been there, but we've all at least seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but,
but so so like obviously the year ends okay so you're talking like october november and you kind of see the next thing and i know and i understand when guys are like yourself are still young and you know the aspirations are there to move on to what's next it's kind of like the next step in this progress of you know assistant golf professional let let me start seeing what's out there what led you to the philadelphia cricket club first of all and then like i guess the second part to that is tell us a little bit about that place because to my knowledge again i've never been there i hear about it the aura about it i i'm i'm learning and educating myself on it that there's two golf courses there why don't you tell me about that process about how it starts and then a little bit about it sure so kevin wine at the head pro at hollywood we we kind of and in of each year we kind of sit down and talk about how the year went uh, what you know what our aspirations are where you know he's big in helping me in my career and and what where i need to go what i need to do to kind of get to be that head pro so after we sat down and and the end of the year we kind of were looking we were talking baltusrol maybe to go there to be an assistant um Plainfield would have been another good spot. Uh, and, and Philly cricket probably wasn't even on the radar at that, that point. And then. Are you just looking, uh, I mean, again, I'm just interrupt when I can. Are you just looking to like pad the resume at this point? Like maybe, maybe head pros, not the next thing. Let me go from Hollywood, which is well-respected to like one of these super well-respected. And, and again, just keep bolstering the resume. Exactly. Is that the thought process. Okay. Thought, especially for me, because. I only really have Hollywood on my resume and and the club that I was at in Cincinnati was semi-private. It doesn't really, when I walk in the room, no one really knows what that club is. It's not holding the weight that, that others do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I needed that one other club on the resume uh, for when I go to get the the big head job, wherever that may be. And, um, and we were a couple weeks in and, and, Kevin got an email from Jim Smith at Philly cricket, looking kind of reaching out within his network to, for a head golf professional at St. Martin's. Um, so I sent in a resume, did a zoom call with Jim and then went out and, and did an interview. And, and then he, uh, it was funny. He, he called me when I was driving back and said, you're my guy. So, um, awesome. that, that was a, a great conversation. And, um, to explain a little bit about Philly cricket, I'll be at the St. Martin's, the head golf professional at St. Martin's, um, which is their, it's a nine hole facility. And it just was, I think in the number two voted the number two short course in the country, uh, right behind Pine Valley short course. Wow. So it's a, it's a great little nine hole track. I think it was built in the early or mid 1800s, 1854 is when Philly cricket was. 1895 was a nine hole course. 1895. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's a numbers guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, some things, honestly, I just like him so glued to sometimes. I just like, oh, I, cause I'm just a lunatic like that. But um, I didn't, re- I, and, and it's honestly, I, I hear all the amazing things about Philly cricket club. And I've been fortunate to connect with Todd Roy over there. Um, okay. Yeah, because I'm a putting nightmare. Okay, I'm a putting nightmare, and sometimes when we're putting Instagram things out there, I'll just throw it out there, and I see I've randomly started communicating with Todd, 
And we're se- I'm sending DMs to him saying, bro, I don't care what it is. Help fix me. And we would go back and forth. And Todd's giving me something because he'd roll the flat stick. And I'm like, dude, how do-? and I just DM him back. How do you do that? Like, I, I can't get the ball to roll on top of it to save its life. And no joke, he's helped me through DMs just trying to fix things. So, like, and then obviously Ryan has the connection with Chris over there as well. Like, it's amazing how when you're talking golfing in the Garden State, how much that network goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, when you talk about New Jersey and golfing, it's like, it's amazing that somehow, some way, everybody seems to be connected in one way or another. And I think this is just another example of so many examples Ryan and I have talked about that here's another one, like Mm -hmm. you going out there to a spot that is another very, very high level, well-known, well-respected golf course. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Listen, it's it's funny how small this world can be. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and I think the, the biggest draw for me aside from, Everyone I talk to, when I ask them about Philly cricket, all oh, the place is awesome. The place is awesome. So it's, I, I haven't heard one negative about the place, and and still still haven't. So I'm I'm really excited to get going here in March. So I, I have obviously never been there, but you're said that you're the, you're the head pro at the nine hole mm-hmm. facility. How far away is that from? Like I, I'm assuming it's under the Philly cricket umbrella, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So you're at St. Martin's mm-hmm. and then they have two other Mil- courses. Yeah, One. They- Militia- oh, two. Oh, you're two. Yeah. yeah there's two. Militia Hill and, and Wissa. Oh, yeah. that's why I wasn't going to say it. Cause I don't, I don't want to mispronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> they call that the, the flower town campus. Cause that's, it's about 12 minutes away from St. Martin's. Okay. So that that's all like, all golf up there. At, so, at so they're they're all just they're all under the same umbrella, but just kind of within you know a little bit of a drive from one another. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and are, people that are members are members at all three, or are they members at each specific one? All three. Oh wow, that's awesome. Three. That is. That gives you. I mean, variety. Yeah, a whole lot of variety. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Like, kind of. On, I think on Mondays the. St. Martin's is open. The other two are closed or outing. So a lot of the members will come out to St. Martin's on. You must on be Monday. slammed. Yeah. yeah play, <laughs> play nine holes. And... Oh, that's, yeah. that's interesting. And then, uh, yeah, go right. I was going to ask, how does your, um, like, how's it going to be with you playing? Obviously you have this stellar playing career. You're, you're mm-hmm. now going from an assistant pro, which uh, I, I would assume has a little bit more leeway to play because you're going based on what your head pro is telling you. Now you're the head pro. Are, are you going to have the freedom to play as much as you do or as much as you want to? Um, or is that something that like, I, and I know that goes club to club between the pros. So what, what's the, what's your, what's your 2024 summer going to potentially look like? Well, that's, I don't know at this point. <laughs> TBD. Okay. TBD. Yeah. I mean, everything's going to be new, um, which is always a challenge. Every, every course I play in within the Philly section will be, will be, I, I haven't played a course in Philly yet. So everything will be new and, and looking forward to the challenge. I, I, I think I'll have a pretty good amount of time to practice. Um, Jim's pretty flexible when it comes to, the, the staff and, and working our hours and getting everybody some time to play and, and practice. So I, I do think there'll be some time to work on the game and, and try to make a name and, 
in Philly? Yeah, I think that's a great question, right? In yeah. terms of like what your schedule's like. Like obviously you're a golfer. Like you you can play the game. You're not just a teaching pro that you know, and I don't want to be sound disrespectful, but like you you're on in my eyes, like you're up there winning golf tournaments. And some people may say, Mike, he's winning assistant tournaments. I, I frankly don't care. Winning is winning at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And now that you're taking on, like Ryan said, a larger role, the playing is not going to not happen, right? Like you're still gonna be mixing it up in these in just a different section, but still in a, in a sense playing in these tournaments. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then when it comes to like the teaching is, is Jim handling all the teaching or is that still something underneath your umbrella as well? Like what's the, you know, the difference in, I guess job titles more or less. Like I, I understand like Jim is the director of golf, but is he's, he's not handling lessons per se. That's more under your umbrella, Chris's umbrella. Or am I wrong there? Um, not wrong. I would say he's the, well, the way they structure it at Philly Cricket is they kind of have I think I'm, I want to say seven teaching professionals, um, and those are strictly they're there to just teach only. Um, and then myself, Chris, and Nate Eichner, the other uh, head golf professional, will be able to teach, but it's kind of on a you know, when, when we're available basis. Um, so it's not, you know, you couldn't say, I want you at 10 AM. I'd be like, I have to check my calendar, see what's going on and might be able to make it work and, and go from there. So I do think there'll be some flexibility within it, kind of like the playing. Um, but it's just not something that I will be able to do. You know, someone couldn't call me and be like, can can I see it for a lesson tomorrow? (laughs) Probably not. I'm, Need a few days. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Danny, one thing I was I was curious about. This is nothing to do with uh, with Philly. I actually we're coming back to Hollywood, but um, <laughs> it, just an interesting point. A, a lot of assistant pros and on the bigger clubs, they have like, for lack of a better term, on campus housing. Mm-hmm. So at, at Hollywood, they have that big house there for you guys to live in, right? Did you live in there? I did. I lived in there for. Gosh, uh, four years I lived in there. Yeah. Okay. So what's that? I think this is going to be an interesting because we don't have a we haven't had someone on to talk about this side of it yet. But what's that like living in as an as an assistant uh, who's who's got this like dormitory style housing or like what's it what's it like living on property and being an assistant kind of doing that doing that grind? It was awesome. <laughs> I actually thought he was going to say the other thing like man that was a lot no it was- no because I feel like it's like an extension if if I have it right I feel like it's an extension of college right it's all a bunch of guys who are who are either single or we'll call it single adjacent that go out afterwards and then they're able to to when you're young you're able to drink a lot get up early still and then still come to work and and sell some shirts and hit the ball yeah. uh, I I like is that is that is that a fair estimate of what's going on in there or am I mis- you know, gravely mistaken? You don't have to go into, you know, too many details, but <laughs> it, it's a family show. We'll keep it PG. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the cliff notes version. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but is it, is it more dorm style? Is Do you have your own room or do you have a roommate? Is it like, what's it, what's it like in that kind of atmosphere? So they do have dorms at Hollywood. The house though is, is more of, I think there's five bedrooms in there. Um, they might have added one, but everyone has their own bedroom. Um, probably sharing. I think there's three bathrooms in there, and you share with another guy. And then you have 
the kitchen that everyone shares and then the big living space. So uh, it, it was pretty awesome. I mean, the house sits there right behind the range. Yep. You know, you walk right over the range, you play till dark, you come home, you eat dinner and you do it again the next day. So I, I didn't practice. I practice all the time when I was living there. I mean, it was the greatest thing. Yeah. And, and obviously Just, with, with the move, though, did you – are you guys, like your family now, are you moving out southwest to Philly now? Or is that is that the new home? We will be, yeah. Yeah, we'll so be. we're still looking. We'll probably do – probably rent for the first year uh, and get a feel for the area a little bit more, and then we'll look to – because we do have a house uh, up in Keyport. New Jersey that that we'll probably hold on to for now. So, um, but yeah, the idea is to to move out there and and see what happens. Yeah, it's nice. yeah. great. I, I yeah, just I wanted to ask because we haven't Mike, we haven't had anyone on that I think or at least know for sure I could ask that question to. So this is this is the first <laughs> yeah, opportunity. Yeah. I think obviously I know Manuscorn River has what they call a back house too, where some of the assistants, if they needed housing, would stay back there and things like that. Um, but we've never gotten the inside we scoop. On, yeah. We never had the inside scoop as to, in terms of what's going on. But yeah, Danny, oh, I got one more question uh, on it. <laughs> I'm no, very interested. Next question you're going to ask him: Can you move in? Since no. he's is he see how? Hey, is there a spot? Uh, if there's I'll, an open room, just, right? I'll, I'll hit balls until nine. It's dark, and then and then I'll go pick the range, and I'll just I'll just, you know crash on the couch. <laughs> no, is it is there like how does the club do meals, or are you on your own totally? Do they do they provide you with food from from at all or they do yeah we get uh, breakfast slat I mean, we call it brunch ten thirty and then they do a dinner at four um, so it, in the it, house for you or just or in the club over at the club yeah oh okay so all the food in the house is is your own yeah like your own stuff that you bought gotcha long, long okay. yeah. he's, he's got yeah. to be somewhat of an adult I just I mean, yeah I mean, <laughs> what the next thing you're gonna ask him I think is, it's an interesting do they reel it over do they have a silver spoon they put in your mouth yeah <laughs> but I think listen I know that I know I said this to you in the pre-show I I know the audience loves hearing stories about different experiences and last week we were fortunate to have on you know Chandler Withington who told some unbelievable stories. He's a former head pro at Hazeltine when the Ryder Cup was there. And he told us so many different stories about being involved in those team meetings. And and I can't lie how many people had like DM me and said, listen, this storytelling was unbelievable. I could listen to it. And I know when you and I were DMing back and forth that, you know, politics aside, because regardless of what goes on here, the opportunity to play with a president doesn't come by too often, regardless if you like him, you dislike him, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But if that opportunity presents itself, I find it hard that anybody's passing it up, whether you agree with the policies or you're not that party, whatever the case is. And I know you were fortunate to play with with President Trump. And I know the rumors going around like he's got game. No, he really doesn't. He cheats. No, he doesn't. He wins club championships. And we could go back and forth a million times about this. But you got to see it firsthand. Mm -hmm. First off, like, what is that experience like? It was unreal. I mean, I, I've played a lot of competitive golf, a lot of like big events. That was probably teeing off on hole one with him standing there watching. <laughs> might be as nervous as I've ever been. I'm, wow! I'm, yeah, I can't lie. I mean, the only other time <laughs> I could think of when I was that nervous, uh, Jack Nicholas was watching me tee off uh, a few oh, years ago in Florida. Aside from that, I mean, it, it was. Just, but it was 
awesome. I mean, I, I didn't sleep the night before. Uh, <laughs> and and, and the, I, I think I got there an hour early and was hitting balls. And they're like, yeah, he, he's on his way. Okay. And so I was hitting balls on the back of the range at, at Bedminster. And, um, and then I could see guys kind of hustling around. And I heard someone say he's on his way. And before you know it, there were 10 carts driving to the back of the range with him and the, the secret service. And, and it, it was getting to meet him was one of the things I remember is when I went up to introduce myself, he didn't actually shake my hand. And, you know, I'd heard some stories where he doesn't, he's not a big person. He doesn't want to shake people's hands unless he trusts you. So he just kind of gave me a little fist bump and pleasure to meet you and just chit chatted. Where are you from? You know, the basics. And, uh, but if I fast forward all the way to the end of the round, when we were done, he gave me a big old handshake and I got a picture. He had put his arm around me and did the thumbs up. I mean, so just seeing how he was able to, to change from an introduction to the end of the round was, was pretty cool. Um, you know, he, he didn't have to, I mean, even talk to me throughout the day, let alone do that. So, <laughs> but I, I will say I was impressed with his golf game. I mean, uh, he probably gets it out there two fifty. to, I mean, with roll, I, I would easily give him two fifty. I mean, wow. he's a big guy Yeah, in, in person. He's, he's a pretty big guy. And, uh, when he gets it moving, he gets it out there and, it's unconventional looking. It's to say very, the least. very unconventional. You wouldn't you wouldn't teach that because you wouldn't be a teacher. <laughs> but, um, uh, but he's got great hand eye coordination, um, and I I was very impressed with his game. Um, I mean, he the number that was posted probably wasn't the number that he actually shot. But I mean, when when I think when people call him out for cheating, it's not it's not him that actually does it. I mean, it, it's, he'll hit a shot in there. The hole's blind. The caddies will go up and knock the ball, you know, a few feet close to the hole. And, you know, so he, he, he doesn't know. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if he told him to do that, but <laughs> not, not advocating, but say that's, that's where he would. If you're saying, I got you. Yeah, right, Is but, it at someone else? I remember someone saying this, if you had all that secret service watching where your ball went into the woods, they'd be able to find it too. Like he's got, uh, he hits a ball and he's playing in a foursome. There's, you, you got the, the caddies of the group. So figure two caddies, four, other, three other people himself. But then there's, what is there? 10, 12 secret service around him at all times that are probably yeah. out wandering. So you got a ton of people that are searching for a golf ball if right. he does hit it in the woods. So exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. some extra golf balls in the caddy bib. So he's always he's always finding that tee ball and, and how it's in the fairway but yeah. and and i how was he on the golf course because obviously again politics aside like I, i'm not trying to dive into certain aspects of things at all but like like when you're out there some people can be more reserved and they keep to themselves similar to the example you said about introduction to how things end it but like during the course of the round is there some chit chat? Is there some like, you know, background things going on or is it, you're just really 
kind of playing golf. Probably one of the things that surprised me again was how uh, chit chatty he was. I mean, he uh, he loves golf, as everyone knows, but he he really likes um, to learn golf. And the when I played with him was I think the week after they had the Live Golf event up at his place. Uh, so oh, okay. he was talking he was talking about playing with Patrick Reed and uh, Cam Smith. He was talking about his short game, how incredible it was seeing that firsthand. Um, to, so to just see his love and passion for the game. I mean, he, he he didn't talk politics with me around. I mean, he might he mentioned it to a couple of guys we were playing, but we we were just talking golf and bouncing ideas on how to hit certain chip shots, what to do here in this situation. So it was it was like I was playing with one of the guys, really, and that that was probably the the aspect that surprised me the most. Yeah. yeah Great like short that. game, that Cam Smith. Yeah. Tremendous short game. Such wonderfully soft hands. He's got tremendous hands. Really I like the, but I like that, that, that yeah. a guy like yeah. that who's on a stage like he is, who's always under scrutiny, good, bad, indifferent, like him, the hate him. The production that his life is. Yeah. yeah. It, it's good that he can kind of step away and just play golf because at the end of the day, it's amazing how many things can be brought together by this game. Um, and, and obviously, like, Again, I, I I know you're now in Philly, but you've spent a decent amount of time here in New Jersey and, and, and being a, a kind of like, you know, you've I like to think that you've kind of developed and grown up here more or less. Mm-hmm. When you think about New Jersey golf specifically, if I had to ask you like one public or one private spot that if people had the opportunity to go play, if they got invited to go play here or there, where would you tell them to go and they got to drop what they're doing and go do it? Now, I preface this by saying Hollywood's out because you'd be biased and Pine Valley. The invite is very rare. Mm-hmm. Is there another spot in the state that you'd say, Hey, listen, maybe on the public side or the private side, you got this invite. You got to go. That's, that's so hard. Uh, there's like five that pop in my head right away. Um, gosh. Give me a few. Okay. I would go Somerset Hills, Mountain Ridge, um, yeah, I would go Galloway. Um, Plainfield would would probably be right there too, uh, just from you know Donald Ross classic mm-hmm. architecture, and I could probably throw one more in there. Um, Have you gotten to play Union League yet? I haven't. I really want okay. to. Uh, that's yeah, I, mean, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, you'll be when hitting you, that when up. You said Galloway. Yeah, I was. I, I, that was my first thought. Was uh, Union League is special, dude? It's really, really special. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy nice. But right, it goes back to Mountain Ridge, dude. Yeah, I don't know what it is, Danny. I can't lie to you. We never. Ha- we have no connection to Mountain Ridge. We know nobody at Mountain Ridge. We've tried, and I and I'm big on the DMs of like shooting things out there to maybe get lucky. But you have to be. Like now double digits in terms of people that say, when I ask that question, because I'm always curious, you have to be like the 10th or 11th person that we've interviewed that's like Mount Ridge. Mount Ridge. I, I always say Mount Ridge is the Hollywood of the North. That That's my comparison. So, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll be emailing people now at Mountain Ridge because I, I just it's it's amazing because that's all people talk about. No, it really is, and and I don't want to I don't want to beg because we've like we've been fortunate to have some great opportunities. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But, I agree. But like, 
that's a place that just like it's it's getting an aura now around it that we just it see everyone says it's a great place nobody belongs there apparently we've had nobody that that like has said hey like we'll have you guys out the pro has it we haven't been able to connect with anybody it's it seems like it's like tortuga from pirates of the caribbean it's a place right. that only exists when you know how to get there right. it, it's incredible it's up on um, the hill. yeah no one knows how to get in yeah um crazy so uh danny question i like to end with i got two for you to to end with here someone who's played your level of competition you got you know you played so much stuff that you got going on do you have any any habits or quirks or or um superstitions that you have to do when you when you tee it up there um and, and the preface of this is that golfers can kind of tend to be quirky or, or a little, a little off by nature. So what is your, what's one that's like, I don't really tell people this cause I know it's kind of weird, but I just do it anyway. Cause it makes me feel good. I don't have anything that's like that weird, but I, I do have, you know, my wife doesn't like to call them superstitions, but I, they, so oh, Stu Hagestad corrected me and said, we call them habits. Habits. Yeah. So I always have seven balls in my bag. Um, no matter what, seven new ones. Um, I normally only mark up two of them, but I don't, that's just my habit. And okay. I always have uh, a plastic tee and one wooden tee in my pocket, my left pocket and right pocket is always uh divot repair. And, and, and I use a, a Hollywood coin, nothing too crazy. I used to only use quarters that ended in 1960s um, just to see that <laughs> 60s number. Um, but I kind of went away from that and not that crazy anymore. Uh, Maybe that's yeah. what I got to do, Mike. I got to start using quarter. Maybe I got to start seeing more 60s. Seven golf there, balls. But... A guy like Danny Lewis yes. doesn't need seven golf balls in his bag. Maybe <laughs> one and a scuffed up number two. But well, the he... fact of the matter is maybe we need seven golf balls in our <laughs> bag. Not somebody out there firing 68s on a, you know, on a whim. So I, I'm guessing seven because it's two it's two sleeves and the one you're playing with, right? Is that what it is? So that, in the bag while you're playing is six, or there's seven in the bag? Seven in the bag. Or, or no, you got it. Six in the bag, one on playing. One, yeah. okay. Yeah. He does only mark up two, though, Mike, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, for other, the back probably nine, stay in the sleeve. The second one. They probably yeah. just stay in the sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Uh, uh, Danny, I, I think Mike and I are pretty uh, – we know, you know, where you live with where Hollywood is and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. But you're going to answer the question anyway, that there's a great debate in New Jersey about a particular kind of breakfast meat. What is that breakfast meats called? Pork roll. There you go. That's yeah, it. That was a lock. That was, was a lock. Oh, it was. You're you in know. pork roll country and then yep. not being, it's not like you were from North Jersey and then came sat like every, everywhere that, that, you know, you've, you know, you're a pork roll guy through and through. Pork roll, yeah. egg and cheese, all this. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But listen. Do, do yourself a favor. Before you leave the area, head over to Asbury. Go to Frank's. Get yourself a pork roll, egg and cheese if you don't know Frank's. It's the I, best I, one around. I do. I know Frank's. So, <laughs> okay, <yeah>. good. <laughs> I would not know Frank's. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, but listen, I can't thank you enough. I know that we tried making this happen last, last winter. and Schedules just got crazy and just didn't work out. But... You know, it was. It's even more fitting with where you're at now and and the accomplishments that you've had to get you on now. So, I I can't thank you enough for coming on today's show and and best of luck out in Philly Cricket Club and you know hopefully we can get out there and see you one day. 
Absolutely. I would love to have you guys out. And uh, thanks again for having me. It's, it was a pleasure. And uh, best of luck to you guys. Uh, keep spreading the word of Jersey golf. I love it. Will do. Awesome, Danny. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Good luck there. Thank you. I appreciate it.